Welcome to Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell, bringing you the latest information for families seeking to adopt, adoptees, and women considering placing a child for adoption. Now, with today's program, here is Marty Caldwell. Well, hi, I'm Marty Caldwell, and I'm so glad you're joining us today for 30 minutes of information that can help you um, regarding parenting, adopting, um, adult adoptees. Lots of information we'll have here, so I think you'll find this very interesting, too. Today, uh, we're going to be discussing overcoming the fear of in a relationship with a birth family. Are there benefits, um, hidden benefits to the adoptive family and to children and to uh, birth parents as well? So uh, we're excited about the show too. And before we start, I'd like to remind you um, also that we have our email reminder that we send out every week regarding upcoming shows. And um, so just go to our website, letstalkadoption.com and sign up for that. You can click um, the right-hand side or left-hand side of the site. And uh, it's free and it's easy and we'll send you all kinds of information and resources too. So we'll never sell your name so you can be uh, sure that we keep your name and your email uh, confidential too. Uh, today I have a wonderful guest. She's been on the show before. Uh, she's an author and um, her name is Patricia Dishler and she is uh, an author of Because I Loved You. Um, she speaks nationally um, at early childhood conferences and adoption agencies to spread the word of respect, trust, and love by an adoption. And she lives in Wisconsin with her husband and two daughters too. Today we're going to discuss this important thing. A lot of people have a lot of fear over um, relationships with the birth family and they you know they don't they're fearful of that and so I want to kind of go over this to kind of help people that may be not really sure about it um, today uh, Patricia writes too that over 90% of domestic adoptions are open um, and there is continuing relationship with birth families adoptive parents and uh, we're starting to see more and more of these too so should, welcome to the show Patricia how are you Thank you. I'm well how are you good I'm so glad you're on today you know we've got a lot to cover here as far as um, that really can help people too. Let's talk about a little bit about um, you know the idea of including your birth, your child's birth mother in your life can be really scary for a lot of people. Yes, it can. Um, it, it just seems you know a little bit odd. You're you're looking forward to having this child becoming a family, and you know to open your heart to go beyond the child and mm-hmm. and include this entire you know birth mother, or even mm-hmm. the entire birth family. Is yet again, you know, another another step in trust and, right. and another stretch, and it can be very fearful, mm-hmm. you know, because it's an unknown, and any time mm-hmm. there's an unknown, there are fears. And I know that's why you wrote the book, Because I Love You, A Birth Mother's View of Open Adoption. You know, can this help, you know, I want to give some solid information today to pe- help people really overcome these fears by, you know, giving them better understanding of, of what a birth mom feels like. Uh, it's really hard to have compassion for somebody if we don't understand what they're all about. Don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what I try to accomplish with the book is, is showing my experience from before I even found out I was pregnant through making the choice and what my reasons are and mm-hmm. what led me to it and the difficulty in following through with it. Mm-hmm. And then because I had an open relationship with the parents, you know, the book follows all the way through to my son's high school graduation. Mm-hmm. And, and this is your own story too, right? Excuse me? This is your, because of how you relate to yeah, adoption. This is, yeah, your own story. Yeah, this is my story yeah. of placing my son Joe for adoption in yeah, 1985. That's, that's right. And, you know, so it really shows how our relationship grew between mm-hmm. myself and, and his adoptive parents. Mm-hmm. We, we started out just with you know, photos and letters mm-hmm. being exchanged through the agency. And then when he was 12, we began to meet face-to-face. And, and the relationship and the trust and the love just mm-hmm. all kind of, you know, grew step-by-step step over the years. And... And I show how that can progress if everyone just kind of 
takes those first few steps. And that's the, the first few steps, I think, are the difficult because it's, it's more than just knowing about your child's medical history. It's, it's <clears throat> understanding more about, um, you know, the birth family, where they came to this in their beginning, and right. maybe talents that the birth family has and physical characteristics um, they inherited from the birth family, from their biological family. Right. There's, um, just, there's so much background there that, you know, these are the type of things that adoptees, as they get older, wonder about and, and, you know, look for. This is why many adoptees, you know, from closed adoptions go searching for their birth families to really understand just who they are as a whole person. And mm-hmm. so by having those connections all along, they have an understanding. Um, mm-hmm. We had a, just a wonderful moment when my... That first face-to-face meeting we had when my son was 12, uh, we had gotten together at my parents' house, and a little bit later in the day, my dad pulls out a dulcimer, and Joe's eyes just lit up. Wow, that's beautiful. He ran out to the van, and he comes back in carrying a guitar, and his dad rolls his eyes and goes, so that's where he gets it from. Wow. And within minutes, my whole family is playing one instrument or another, and we're all making Mm -hmm. music, and... His adoptive dad, Jerry, comes and he puts his arm around me and he says, look at that. That's a little boy making music with his papa. How can wow. anybody think this is wrong? We're, yeah. You know, we're just all family here. See, and that's so wonderful. You know, you, you share a lot of things that people have a fear, their fear that they're not going to be the parents. They'll be judged. They will seem like only adopted parents and second class, you know, parents. What can you, what can you say to people that have that fear right now? Because that's real to them. It, it is real, but uh, um, again, you know, it, it's based on the unknown. Mm-hmm. It's based on wondering if the birth mother is going to come back into their child's life and be, mm-hmm. you know, a bigger source mm-hmm. in their life than the adoptive parent. Um, but that's not what the birth mother is looking for. I'd say that, I'd say ninety nine percent of the birth mothers just want to get on with their life. They want to know they made it a good decision, and they don't want to interfere. But they want to know that their child's okay because right. they love it. And you know, you have that one percent, like anybody in in the nation in the regular population, that you that may not be the best choice to have something. But that's really rare. Right. That's just it. The media typically covers the stories of all the bad things right. that can go wrong in with birth mothers. Area. And that's, it's such a minute percentage of, of those things happening. You know, typically the, the majority of the birth mothers, they just, they they place their child because they want them in this loving home mm-hmm. that they weren't able to provide. So they just want to see that. That's really the only, you know, reason for that connection for them is that they want to know they're okay. Mm-hmm. They, they want to know their baby is loved because often when they came to that choice, the only thing they had to offer was love. Right, and so, it just was enough to hold it, and they wanted. They actually are very sacrificial because they were giving their child a better life. Right, so the, the only what they really need answered then is, okay, I know this family is going to be able to give them all these other things that I couldn't, but can they love them, mm-hmm. love him like I did? As, yeah, exactly. And once that question is answered, there's such a, a you know, a calming sense to the birth mother. And then mm-hmm. she goes beyond that to become very protective of the adoptive mm-hmm. family. Right. I have, right from the beginning, just had so much respect for them as his parents mm-hmm. and as a family unit. And I did all I could to protect that, mm-hmm. you know, as he grew older. And, and you know, as an adoptive mother, I... Uh, I mean, we had a lot of struggles in my son's adoption uh, where birth mom, you know, thought she wanted the baby back, but in the very end said, no, this is the best thing. I never hated her. I loved her, and she loved the same child that, that I loved, and she, I wouldn't be a mommy without her. And um, I respect her, and I've never um, put her in any bad light because 
Um, she was a wonderful woman, and she went through a very difficult choice. And so um, I, I agree with that on both sides. I think when you, you enter this and the respect and look at the awesomeness of adoption, right. uh, you can't help but respect the choices because they had other choices they could have made as birth mothers. Right. And uh, families need to, to understand that, too. And, and it takes a time to to really learn and talk to other people so you can have some uh, compassion, empathy, and understand the, the value that there are some real benefits to adoptive families and, and the birth parents because you can't have enough people love your child. Oh, exactly. I mean, and that's what it's all about. It's, it's understanding that we're all on the same side here. Mm-hmm. We want this child to grow up happy and healthy and loved mm-hmm. and to understand that this choice was made out of love, mm-hmm. that these adoptive parents are in their life because of love, and mm-hmm. that, you know, they are a family unit because of all the people that loved them in the beginning. That, right. That and, you know, what I say, too, is that you don't want to adopt a child where the birth mother doesn't want to go through an adoption plan. I mean, that doesn't work. Right. I mean, if she, she should not be coerced into it, and she, she has to look at all the reality check of if she can really sincerely take care of this child. You make an interesting comment here, too, and I know that uh, we're talking about after the adoption is completed, that less than 1% of the birth moms change their mind and try to get their baby back. Right. So, I mean, again, the media takes that 1% exactly. and turns it into a lifetime movie. Yeah, and I think it's, it scares so many adoptive parents, and, and that's really mm-hmm. sad to me that someone mm-hmm. would take what they see in the media and think, mm-hmm. oh, you know, we're just, we're not going to... We're not going to explore adoption because look at mm-hmm. all the bad things that can happen. And I have relatives that do the same thing, and I talk about adoption all the time, but they're, so, they're, they're caught in fear. Right. So before they know it, they wake up, and they're 50, 60 years old, and they go, well, you know, we'll just have dogs. And, 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 <laughs> and it's sad, but, you know, if that's what they really truly, but not because of fear. You know, well, that's people what, like, like yourself <clears throat> and, and myself that are involved in adoption know education. differently. Right. And like you said, take the time to talk to other people that mm-hmm. are involved in adoption because mm-hmm. they know the truth. Mm-hmm. They know that this can be a beautiful, wonderful experience and that, you know, the child can grow to feel very secure in their mm-hmm. family right. and, and in their past and in their future. And, and it can be a happy ending for everyone involved. And I think knowing the right questions to ask and what was it like when you adopted? I mean, I've asked people that are now in their 70s, what was it like? And it's totally different. So I usually say talk to people back then, but also talk to people that have adopted in the last five to 10 years. Right. I think that's very important. And one of the you know real big reasons why I wrote this book, I, I was offered open adoption. It was 1985. That was extremely rare, but mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. I spent the last 20 years thinking everyone's adoption went just the same way that mine had. And it wasn't until I was doing a human issues study for Edgewood College mm-hmm. that I really did some research and found that I was just absolutely shocked to see there were no books written about open adoption from a birth right. mother's point of view mm-hmm. and really began to find out that open adoption didn't really start taking hold till farther into the 90s. Right, and exactly. Even mm-hmm. now it seems like a kind of new idea to most and it's, and yeah, and the it's, general it's, public it's been around. doesn't seem to understand it. Right. Well, you know, when we come back, um, we're going to have more information from Patricia Deschler regarding, um, you know, overcoming the fear of a relationship with a birth family and what are the hidden benefits to adopt a family child and birth parents, too. So let's take a quick break. and we come back, we're going to continue this lively conversation with Patricia. Thank you. has a plan for each of us. Sometimes we simply aren't sure what that is. 
Many Christian families are struggling today with infertility and pregnancy loss and feel forgotten as to God's plan for their lives. Is God trying to convey His plan to you? Perhaps He is trying to lead you to another path for building your family. Christian families are being built every day through the miracle of adoption. There is hope and there's a child for you. Visit LifetimeAdoption.org or call 530-432-7373 to learn more about welcoming a baby into your heart through adoption. Welcome back to Let's Talk Adoption. I'm your host, Marty Caldwell. And today, if you just joined the program, we're discussing overcoming the fears of a relationship with a birth family. And uh, if there are hidden benefits um, to the adoptive family, the child, and also birth parents, uh, very important because we're seeing more and more adoptions, uh, not only in celebrities, but average people like you and me. And um, we need to understand these areas, too. So uh, our guest today is Patricia Dishler, and uh, she's written a book, Because I Love You, and uh, a birth mother view of open adoption. And Patricia is a birth mother. She has reunited with her, I hate to use that word reunited, Patricia, but you've, you've, you've met your son um, when he was young. Here's a comment you said too. Patricia remembers the day that her son asked to meet her, him, her face-to-face for the first time, and she asked him if he had any questions for her, expecting the faded why question. Instead, her son looked up at her and said, what did he say to you? I just missed you. That's all. Wow. And so, you know, and not to put guilt on, but how did you feel when you, when you, when you heard him say that? It was just amazing. I, I teared up and I missed you too yeah. <laughs> and kissed him. And it, it really, because he was 12 when we first started to see each other face to face, it really mm-hmm. sunk into me how as an adult, we put so much more stuff Mm-hmm. On, you know, on top of this whole issue, where mm-hmm. as a child can just see it so purely, mm-hmm. and he didn't, he didn't have all the, you know, well, why did you get pregnant? And why did you give me up? And mm-hmm. all that stuff didn't matter. All that mattered was that he grew up knowing I loved him, mm-hmm. and he wanted to get to know who I was again. Did you feel that when he said that, oh, I shouldn't have gone through an adoption plan? No. You didn't no, feel that I, at all. No, I've never had any regrets. None. N- none at all. Because when I hear that, my heart went, oh, and I thought, oh, my gosh, how would I feel? But oh, see, No, that's not, no, mm-hmm. no, that didn't. Um, you were happy that he had I a good life. I was very happy that he had such a secure and loving family and life mm-hmm. that, that he felt confident in being able to say, hey, I want to get to meet her, mm-hmm. and I want to get to know who she is. And it, it never became something threatening towards his mother or mm-hmm. or something threatening towards me. Mm-hmm. And you refer to her as his mother because oh, basically she's she's raised him too. Yes, that's his mother. Yeah. And I've well, been very respectful of mm-hmm. that. I always have. And, you know, my son has always been very respectful of each of our roles as well. Mm-hmm. And um, he's, he's, he's never questioned you know, my choice. He's never made me feel like I should regret it. He wasn't or, angry at you then? Or angry. No, mm-hmm. not at all. See, a lot and of people have I, that fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and of course I did too. Like I said, you know, I, I dreaded the question why, you know, and, and him questioning it. But he, the fact that he didn't question it showed me that he was okay with it. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he wasn't saying, you know, why. He wasn't saying, you know, you should have kept me or making me question it. Mm-hmm. He was just saying, hey, you know, I missed you. I'm here now. Let's get to know who we, who we are. And 
right from that moment when I met him, you know, face to face, that you know, we exchanged letters and photos and all kinds of things. Do you live in the same state, or uh, we did at the time? We were on opposite ends of the state, mm-hmm. but now we're in separate states. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we we exchanged all those letters and pictures up to them. But from that moment when I saw him face to face forward, our relationship just went from that moment in time forward. Mm-hmm. He never looked back. He never questioned backwards. In fact, when I went to write the book, mm-hmm. I realized that he didn't even know the story. <laughs> yeah. He didn't know the way it all began because he had never asked me. Mm-hmm. So I had to sit him down and mm-hmm. say, you know, I'm going to read this to you because you've never heard it. You've never, And if you don't want to hear it, just let me know, and I'll put it away, and no one will ever read it. And, yeah. and you, you an know option. what he said? Mm-hmm. He said, I never asked. Because I figured it was probably a pretty painful time for you, and I didn't want to make you relive that pain. Wow, what a bright boy. He's just Sen- really amazing. sensitive, too. He's very compassionate and caring, and, you know, it helps a lot. For him to be able to put that first, it, you know, to put yeah. his questions aside in order to protect me, just. Yeah, it's and really shows amazing. a lot to what his his, uh, his parents have done, too. Tell oh, me, what absolutely. are some of the benefits you feel that um, that an open adoption or having a relationship with a birth parent bring to um, to the family, first off, the family, because a lot of them, that's, those are the people that really need to buy into this first to right. see if there's a benefit to them. Right. I think the biggest benefit <coughs> is it's it's the best way to remove all those fears and mm-hmm. all those myths that, that we, because of the unknown. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, many adoptive parents have these fears that they're going to change their mind mm-hmm. or they're going to come back or, or they're going to get too involved and then there'll be this you know, confusion as to who the parent is. Mm-hmm. And the, the best way to address all those fears is head on. Talk to the birth mother. Mm-hmm. And find out what they're doing, the reasons and things like that too. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, same with the birth mother. that They have lots of fears too about mm-hmm. what kind of family you know, their child's going to have and how mm-hmm. they're raised. And, and to be able to talk directly with the adoptive mother mother uh, we had a period of time when um, Joe was in high school and I heard through some other relatives that he was kind of being disrespectful to his mom using mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. very much upset me mm-hmm. so I called her up and I said I'll bet that you are probably pretty afraid that he's going to pack a bag and head home to my house and think that that's okay mm-hmm. and and I said well I, I just thought I'd call and let you know that if he does, I'm going to put him in the car and drive him home. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that I'm not going to stand by and, and you know, allow this disrespect of his mm-hmm. mother. Mm-hmm. And she let out this big sigh of relief. And she's like, I have carried that fear around so long that, mm-hmm. that if he came to you, you'd open your door. Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I didn't go through all the pain and suffering of making this choice just to renege on it. I mean, I work too hard to see you guys become this wonderful family you are. Mm-hmm. I want to continue to protect that at all costs. And if that means me backing away for a while so that he can kind of reestablish, you know, yeah. where the roles are, then I will do that. And I did actually have to do that for a couple of years. Because a preteen, sure. Yeah. And, it, you know, it was very difficult for me because my extended family, you know, grandma and grandpa are very involved in his life. and. Mm-hmm. But that's easy, you know. Mm-hmm. There, you can never have too many grandparents. Yes, right. <laughs> um, so it's a little, you know, my figuring out my role in his life was, was a little difficult at times, and there were times I had to pull back. But I was more than happy to do so because the end result was, him being secure in his family and so that's and one of the parents. benefits he's more secure they don't have those questions they're not wondering is that woman in the mall my right. birth mother um you know is she dead is she alive does she hate me did i do something wrong right. so they can just grow in their family and in the love of their mother and father mm-hmm. and and not 
be questioning anything. Um, that's something that my son said, you know, when I did talk to him about um, publishing the book and the story. Mm-hmm. And he said, absolutely, you need to get this story out there. He said, I'm very tired of when I tell people I'm adopted, having them say, oh, I'm sorry. You mm. know, are, you, are you mad at your mom because she gave you away? And he said, it makes me so angry for them mm-hmm. to feel that this was a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I had a wonderful life. I have fantastic mm-hmm. parents. I have a birth mother that I know loves me. What mm-hmm. is there to be sorry about? Yeah, so he's also an advocate, too. Well, let's talk about the parents listening now that, that may not have an opportunity because they've adopted internationally, mm-hmm. and they don't have the opportunity to have contact or even knowledge of the birth family and, and a foreign adoption. What, what do you say to them? I think it's still important to acknowledge the birth mother, to acknowledge that mm-hmm. this child, you know, had a beginning and, mm-hmm. and talk with your child about it. You, you can never just pretend, you know, that the slate came clean just because there was a closed adoption mm-hmm. because your child's going to know better and eventually they're going to have questions. But if you have a good understanding of birth mothers and how they came to this choice, then you can explain that to your child and you can help them feel secure in the fact that they were loved, that they were placed out of love. And I've just always firmly believed that the love that brings a woman to making this choice does not change based on your address in this world. Right. It it does not matter where you are. You're Mm -hmm. a mother and you make this choice because you want something better for your child, something that you're not able to provide. Mm-hmm. And, and age has nothing to do with it, because I've seen birth moms as young as 11 or 12 that are oh, making absolutely. huge decisions. full gamut, mm-hmm. 11 up to 40, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, exactly. And, and, you know, so, yeah, as an adoptive parent, to really understand birth mothers so that you can then talk with your child about mm-hmm. it and, and let them know you mm-hmm. are loved. You know, you have been from day one, and that's why you're here with us. And, you know, I'm sure your birth mother is praying every day that you're happy and and I think, yeah, and I think the other benefits, too, are uh, ongoing medical information because, you know, with technology changing, we're discovering new medical problems, unfortunately, and cures. But if we have no contact with the the, the families, right. um, we can't share that. And I know that's recently happened with some of our families that found out about cancer or heart disease that were, was not there when the child was born and placed in adoption right. and uh, was very thankful. The adoptive parents were very thankful they had that information. So I think that's another benefit. And I think also just and having the peace that this woman is doing this because she really wants to and not because someone's forcing her to. And uh, I think that's important. The benefits to a birth mother, um, you know, briefly as we're wrapping up here, um, what do you find is open adoption for a birth mother? Because some women are fearful of it. Uh, I think the best thing is you get get the answer to your question, did I make the right choice? Because Mm -hmm. you get to see this, this family and you get to see the love that they have and your child grow up. You know, for me, I, I had that moment at his high school graduation. Mm-hmm. They invited me to it, and wow. I got to meet his friends and see where he worked and go to his school and meet his aunts and uncles mm-hmm. and cousins. And what I saw was this wonderful life that mm-hmm. my son had and how he was in T-ball and in the mm-hmm. choir and, mm-hmm. and how those things happened in his life because of them. Right. And it made me so very thankful and grateful for them. And, and you wouldn't have had that, you know, if, if you didn't have an open adoption. No, and yeah, and yeah exactly. Yeah. So I got to, I got to experience that and know that and, and really feel secure in my decision. And you know, and they were able to throw that respect right back at me when we were mm-hmm. at, in the auditorium and the principal got up and he said, "I want all those, you know, parents that are responsible for the children, you know, having the life oh, that they had and getting so, here today to stand." Yeah. 
and you his stood mother up was too. on my right, and his father was on my left, and uh, I'm, I'm clapping, a, uh, going, "Yeah, my. stand up, stand up." See, that's so wonderful. And they stood, yep, and they reached, they and they there. grabbed my hand, and they said, "Stand with us." And that is, you know, wonderful too. And that's what I'd like to end the show on because that is a step that everyone's together as a unit. And Patricia, thank you so much for being thank on Let's you Talk for Adoption. Me. You're a delight, and I hope everyone picks up your book too. So again, um, because I loved you, a birth mother's view of open adoption by Patricia Dessler. And uh, if anybody's interested in that, you can go to your website real quick, Patricia. It's patriciadishler.com. Okay, and last name is spelled? D-I-S-C-H-L-E-R. All right, that sounds great. Thank you so much, Patricia. We'll see you. you. This is Marty Caldwell. God bless you. Next week, we'll be together again. Bye-bye now. Thank you for joining us for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell. For more adoption information, visit lifetimeadoption.com or call 1-800-923-6784. That's 1-800-9-ADOPT-4. And tune in again next week at the same time for Let's Talk Adoption with Marty Caldwell.